He gives us the countdown here. Good morning, everybody. Just want to welcome everybody in and just say thank you for tuning in and please share the message. Uh, we're going to jump in with some celebration. How's that sound? Everybody say amen. amen. And as we were talking just before we went online, we got to see uh, some really mighty things happen in the Lord yesterday. Had several people um, that have given their life to Christ following believers' baptism. So we want to recognize those that are here today. I know some people are traveling. But first, I'm going to ask my man, Nicholas, to come forward and receive this. And Mama, come on up here with him. Come on up here with him. Tim, you got your phone on there? Get a photo op for them. This is really good stuff. Come right this way. Come right this way. Woo-hoo. Good. So we just want to celebrate with uh, you giving your life to the Lord and also following believers' baptism. So I'm going to get you to put this right here. And we're going to take a picture. And everybody said amen. Amen. And Tim takes them like me. And there you go. Good, good, good. Congratulations. That's awesome. Let's see. All right. That's a celebration. Let's see. I know we have a few people out today. I think we got a lot of folks out today that were, I must have held them under too long. I don't know what's going on. How about Brother Donnie? Come on up here. And we got to, double, we got to do the double dip. Miss Joan. Come on. Come on. Y'all give him a round of applause coming up here. Here you go, Donnie. Congratulations, brother. There's my sweetie. Come on up here. Look at this. All right, how about a little photo op? Y'all put that up there and smile and wave to everybody. That's great. Good deal. All right, and I see one more in here. I think the rest of the folks are traveling today. Who could it be now? Brother James Greenwell. Come on up here, Brother James. Woo-hoo! My man, my buddy right here. Wait a minute. Here you go. <laughs> he's, he's so kind, isn't he? He is so kind. I'm going to set these over here for the rest of our family when they get back in here. That's great. Well, good. Everybody ready for a good word from the Lord? All right. Everybody been praying for the pastor? All right. Anybody else want to continue to pray for the pastor? We'll take it. Well, I'm going to tell you what. We have a good time here. We have a lot of fun, but we take the word of the Lord serious. And we also know that the word of the Lord says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Everybody feeling strong? With the joy of the Lord. So I want to jump on in here today and give you a little background of what we're going to be talking about. Setting the example. Set the example. How many people heard that when they were growing up? You need to set a better example. Well, I tell you what, I kind of lucked out on that. I was second in line. My sister was first, so she heard it more than I did. But then when she went off to college, I had to set an example. I don't know, I guess for our dog or somebody. I don't know. But sometimes they, they would use that. I was like, who am I setting an example for? You know, and, and I tell you what, we're actually setting an example for everyone. Amen. Because we want to be a mirror of Christ, right? We want to reflect him well. And so when I go back through the scriptures, I want to read this here. First uh, Timothy 4.12. If you've got your Bibles, I always encourage you to bring your Bibles. Uh, and, and we've got most of the scriptures up here that we're going to share today. But this is Timothy. And he was uh, used mildly by the Lord. And he was a young man. But I want to share something here that I'm sure he dealt with. Maybe sometime or another we deal with it on either end. Whether they think we're too young. Sometimes they think we're too, I won't say old, I'll say mature. How about that? And the older I get, I call it mature instead of old. How about that? But the scripture says, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say and the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. How many know that that can impact our life at any age? That's probably some really good things to take hold of at any age uh, in our lives. Amen. So I want to give you a little background and I got a little bit of reading to do here. Kind of just, just uh, pulled some things out and I want to give you a little background on Timothy. Some of you guys know, some of you uh, maybe have not heard so much about him, but let, let's read a little bit about this. So Timothy is a prime example of someone that had been godly influenced from his family. How many know it's a blessing to have a family that, that is plugged into the Lord? For those that have not had a family that wasn't plugged into the Lord, there's still hope for us. Amen. Okay, that's a plus. But many times people don't always choose to follow the footsteps because I want you to hear now, just because your mama played uh, piano at the church don't mean you're going to heaven. Amen. But what it does mean is that, you know what, when we have that foundation, we can speak into other folks life. It helps cultivate a, a relationship of who God is, but it's always a personal relationship between you and the Lord. Amen. I want to make sure everybody hears that. But I'll tell you what, how many people want to be a good example for the Lord? Everybody, hands everywhere. So check this out. His mother Eunice and his uh, grandmother Lois were Jewish believers and helped shape his life. How many people want to help shape people's life? 
in a positive way. That don't mean you put them in a Holy Ghost headlock, beat them with the Bible, none of those things, right? All right? Because anybody ever had that done? Don't raise your hand because somebody might see it. No. But sometimes you just feel like they're just pressuring you everything. How about we just love them to the Lord? Love them where they are and let God work it out. But that's what they were doing. They were laying the groundwork for him and growing him spiritually. And, and here's something else. Without even trying, we model our values as, as parents especially and demonstrate what is important in our life to our children. Kids are watching all the time. All the time. And they got a lot of questions. I remember this just popped in my head. I remember when Thomas was little, something would go on. Now, he's, he, it's hard to, to think back that he's going to be 26 years old. But it used to be when something was going on, he would crawl up on my chest. And I said, boy, what are you doing? He said, it's the safest place in town. Man, you're going to make me cry already. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, you know, you, you used to be super dad. Now you're like, hey, dad, can you fix it? Whatever. But anyway, time goes on. So, you know, I'm thinking about those things. And I remember one night he was laying up there and he's just looking at me. I said, what are you looking at? He goes, you have a slot on your head. I said, son, that's a wrinkle. <laughs> he said, it looks like a slot. And I said, no, no, this. He meant a part. But I was all, see, I went to the, to the negative. I said, no, it's a wrinkle. Now it's definitely a wrinkle, but this was years ago, you know. But he said, there's a slot on your head, you know. They're watching and things like that. You know, one of the games we used to play, I, I called it a game, but I was really trying to prepare my kids. This is not in the notes, but I think about this because I see it coming around full circle. We used to always do a devotion all the time. Him and Jesse, they would just pick up on that. You know, and we made it a priority in our family. You know, right after supper or before supper, we would do that. And time goes by and schedules get crazy. And I'd say, man, did you read your Bible today? Did you do this? Denise is talking about, hey, you know, let's pray about this. We're going to pray as a family. We like doing family dinner still. To this day, we try to incorporate all that. But I, I know as time was going on, one of the things when Denise used to do real estate, which meant me and Thomas before Jess was born, we would sit in the car while she did her job. And I would always tell Thomas, I said, I want you to always be aware of your surroundings. Right? He knows when we get, we played this game all the time, but I was really training his mind. Somebody would walk by, I said, okay, what color shoes did he have on? How tall was he? He thinks he's probably living with a cop or something, you know. What I mean? But I always wanted him to be aware because you know what? They're, they're my pride and joy, Justin. If anything, I want them to know what's going on. Where were you at? What time was it? Anything? I would just put that in their mind all the time. To this day, Thomas says, "Yeah, you know, I was going down such as guy had blue pants on. He had a hat on. This and that. All those different things." But even in that, I was still training him about other things. Okay, what I mean by that? I was getting his mind and his eye on things of of, of what's going on to protect him. But I was also filling his mind and Jesse's mind, and as Denise helps as well, with the Word of God. So not just the physical things that you see, but also spiritual things. But as you take those times and build that in, I made it like a game. But to now, even when we're watching something, they'll go say, hey, did you see what the house number was on that house? I don't know. Oh, you're slipping, Dad. You're slipping. So we would always play that game to be aware. I wanted them sensitive to what's going on. You see where I'm getting with this? I want them sensitive to the nudge of God. I want them sensitive to what's happening. I want them sensitive to what other people might be feeling. You ever talk to somebody and you're just talking and you see their face go? You know, just this, and you think, well, I don't understand. Maybe, maybe it didn't come out. Y'all ever had said something? It, didn't, it sounds a whole lot better in your head. That happens right here. <laughs> I go, Gosh, that was really good. And everybody goes, what did he just say? You know what? It's about renewing our mind. It's about focusing on the things of the Lord. And so what they were doing with Timothy, his mother and grandmother, and later Paul, were, were training him up in the things of the world, in the, in the word, not so much of the world, but he was impacting the world for Christ, all right? So take a look at this. I had a few other things. One of the things you've heard many times, have anybody heard of this, like father, like son? Yeah? Did it say like mother, like daughter too? I'm gonna make sure I get everybody, all right? But, you know, in many cases, that proves to be true because, you know, children often follow in the footsteps of their parents, repeating either their success or their mistakes. Amen. So we want to make sure that we are sending the right signal to our children. We want to make sure that we're sending the right signals to others about Christ. Now, let me tell you, I know we all missed the mark. I say it every week. I'm preaching to me first. I'm saying, let's do this. Let's go back to God, realign, and keep on going. Amen. That's what we do. He's a redeeming God. But what we see here is that early on, Timothy had set his heart on Christ. You can't go wrong following Jesus, amen? You might not be popular. 
It might not be comfortable, but it is what's best, amen? It is what's best. So let's come on down here. So later on, he joins Paul on one of Paul's later missionary journeys. And Paul starts addressing him as, as this, and, and he says, My true son in faith. That's 1 Timothy 1 and 2. And, and now, I want you to picture this now. Timothy, they said everything I researched on him, he said he was probably in his late teens or early 20s when he, when he joined him. And he had already distinguished himself as a young man of faith. People were taking note of this man. Because you know what? His heart was focused on the Lord. Have you ever met somebody just say, man, there's something different about that person, right? I have a lot of people say, man, there's something different about you. I don't know if that's always good, but you know what I mean. Something different. You know what? We should look different than the world, amen? We're living in the world, but we're not of the world because we've been reborn through what Christ has done for us. So we start seeing how he's working. And not only that, he's becoming an elder in the church. God used him in a mighty way. And Paul was nurturing him and everything else. 1 Corinthians 4.17, Philippians 2.19. And then later on, we see that he's a pastor at a very young age of the church of Ephesus. I'm not that young anymore. And I can tell you, there's a lot going on as a pastor. Amen. It's not 9 to 5. It's not just Sundays. Man, I was so wrong. I remember, see, remember people know that I didn't grow up in church. Right? Once when I, I went to church once when I was five, once when I was 30. And I thought, man, that's a really cool thing, man. That guy just sits up there and talks for 30 minutes. That's awesome. Wrong. You know, I found out that you might study for two hours to just get a line because you know what? You want to make sure that you're giving your friends and family and your folks the word of God. Diligently studying the word, dividing the word of God, amen? And you want to give them the best that you can. So here we see what he, Paul also says about it. He is a man of genuine faith. Would they say that about you? A woman of genuine faith, a man of genuine faith? You know? What legacy are we leaving already? What examples are we setting, whether young or old, whether we have children or grandchildren, uh, you know, friends next door, whatever? People are watching our lives. Amen? Anybody got any pressure on them today? Oh, no pressure. It's no pressure because you know what? When we let go and allow God to set the pace in our life, then it's okay. You know? I got to say this. I got to say this. How many know that? I'll just tell you this. 999 percent of the time that I preach a message, I'm living the message, whether it's before or not. So anybody remember what we talked on last week about? Don't worry, right? Worry is worthless and faith is priceless. Anybody see the side of my truck? <laughs> I got a nice, nice dent in that that somebody left me, right? And I like my truck. It's fine, you know? And, and I went out, we got something to eat, and, and John says, uh, hey, when'd you get a dent in your truck? I said, you always joking, John. You always joking. He says, I ain't joking. I said, he ain't joking. I went out there, I go, wow, I got one now, don't I? I had every opportunity to go, man, I can't believe it. I'm just like, wow. But you can't see it from the driver's side, you know? And I think my family was even shocked. But I tell you what, I'm trying to apply this to my life. How about you guys? I'm trying to apply this. It's, it's, it's metal and paint. I sit with people day after day, week after week, they go through some big things. That's no big deal, you know? But if you did do that, you could go ahead and call me now, right? <laughs> you, you can feel free about it. So you know, buddy, I'm back in your car. You know what? It's all good. It's, it's, only, it's only paint and metal. Thank the Lord nobody gets hurt, right? But you know what? A lot of times we get wrapped around the wheel. I would like to say every time in my life, I just don't have a meltdown. I don't want to lie to you. Sometimes I have a long day. How about you guys? Anybody want to raise their hand? You ever have a long day? Honest people today. Praise the Lord. Sometimes I get like two people. I go, I'm going to pray for them right now, right? Yeah. Sometimes we have rough times. But you know what the great news is about that? Is God still loves us even when we have a meltdown. God still says, you're still my child. Sometimes, you know, as a parent, you just go, oh, man. But God doesn't do that. He goes, just need a little bit more of my son Jesus on you. Just need a little bit more grace, a little bit more mercy. And that's what we see here, that Timothy, as we look at the life of Timothy, I pray that we investigate our own self up against the backdrop of the cross and the backdrop of this, this role model. Now, ultimately, who's our role model? Jesus. But I tell you what, God used men and women throughout the Bible that gives us a really good look at how every day Joe blows and baby boys and girls and young folks and older folks can be used by God. Do you believe God can use you today? Yeah. Just right, do you think you got to clean up and all that before he uses you? 
You know what? He will use you right here, right now. What, usually what we need to do is just say, Lord, I'm yours. Use me in this area. Lord, help me in this, this, this area of my life. And a lot of people say, that are told, oh, I'm not gifted like this and I'm not gifted like that. You might be surprised what gift God has put in you. Maybe it's listening. Maybe it's praying. Maybe it's, it's, it's just being an encourager. What I say every week, everybody needs a what? Cheerleader. I know y'all knew that when I say it all the time. It's nice to somebody say, you know what, I believe you could do it. I believe, you know what, I've been praying for you. You know what, you're making a difference. Let me tell you, it makes all the difference in the world. What was that? Oh, okay. Oh, I thought the law was coming. I said, I'm just preaching about Jesus. <laughs> Tell them we still got time. That's, that's scary. I say, we need to pray somebody. Come on in. That's all right. You know, that happens at least once every service. It's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It, it don't matter. But you know, that's the thing. You got to just be real life. You know, some people get all off track and everything else. I want to talk to them. Can I talk to them? Hey, what's going on? Yeah. Hey, we, we're going to be here to about 11.15. Come on down. You know? But think about that. Setting the example and moving forward in the things of God. So again, like I said, I, I want us to insert ourselves in a story. Let's investigate our life up against the backdrop of what we learned today. And everybody said, amen. All right, so we're going to break that scripture out again. I'm going to read it again. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young or older. How about that? Be an example to all believers. This is what we want to do. In what you say, in the way you live, in your love, in your faith, in your purity. And everybody said, amen. Let's keep on rolling with that. So we're going to start out and kind of break that scripture out a little bit. Do a little preaching and teaching today. I wrote this down last night when I was walking through here and just said, man, you can talk all you want, but if your walk doesn't match your words, you're wasting your breath. That's a little buck row theology right there. I used to have a buddy all the time. All the time I say this when I think about something. He said, don't talk me to death, show me something. Don't talk me to death, show me something. And what he wanted, he said, you know, you can talk about this all day, but are you going to follow through? How many times sometimes we have problems following through? Don't raise your hand. You can look at your neighbor. Is it him? Is it? Sometimes we have problems following through. But today you can start fresh and let's follow through. Take baby steps, man. Don't try to eat the elephant all at once. But when we look at that, Timothy was walking it out. He had the privilege, of course, of being raised in, in a, a believing home. And, and had a major league, uh, a league uh, apostle take him under his, his wing, Paul. But that doesn't guarantee you salvation. That doesn't guarantee you a good run in life, does it? It's, very, it's, a, it's a blessing to have if you choose to learn from it, if you choose to receive from it. But ultimately, we need to receive that of Christ. Amen? So I don't want us to get sidetracked on that. It's always about Jesus. It's always about Jesus. So look at that. You know, when we start looking at that and, and come into that personal relationship, re realizing that when we, we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's the gospel, that's the good news. He says that we are saved, we are sealed with his spirit. How many know that's a blessing? That's awesome. And you know what? And we don't have to wait to get to heaven to start seeing the benefits of that. Anybody like peace and joy? It's amazing that you can have peace and joy in the midst of some tough times. That doesn't mean somebody steps on your toe and you go, oh, praise the Lord, I got nine more. Do you want to take another step? That's not what I'm saying. But in the midst of that, God gives you that peace that passes all understanding, knowing that you have hope in him. Amen? Knowing that, you know what? As bad as it gets here, this is the worst it's going to get if you're a believer. Everything else is gravy. Everything else is amazing. You know, we've had a lot of uh, brothers in, uh, in the Christ pass away here lately and I think about when I was with Mr. Miles when, when he lost some of his relatives and he said this to me he said when his dad passed he said you know dad took his last breath here but he took his first breath in the presence of God I think about that a lot he transitioned from here to in the presence of God when you have a personal relationship with the Lord let me tell you you have God's word on it God's word on it so we want to make sure that you know what, that we're setting the example so people will want to come to Christ. Ultimately, God's drawing them, but we still want to be a mirror of Christ and point them to Jesus. Amen? Well, let's keep on rolling. What else are we seeing? To be the example, we must follow in the footsteps of Christ. Are we following in the footsteps of Christ? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But guess what? We can always start fresh again. I think so many times we try to be perfect. Anybody ever try to be perfect? <laughs> you know you're not going to say it, but you try to be perfect sometimes. I gave that up a long time ago. You know why? Because I got a mirror. 
I got a mirror. Guess what else? I got another mirror. It's called the Bible. And when I look at that, I go, whoop, I don't measure up to that. And then I keep on turning. So you can't measure up to the law, which is the Ten Commandments. But God gave us the law so that we would know that we need the Savior. You see what I'm saying? You don't know you need the medicine until you find out you're really sick, right? Sin will make you sick, won't it? It'll do you in. It'll take you down the road. I said it last night. I said it'll keep you longer than you want to stay, make you pay more than you got. It's just bad news, right? But that's what happens in our life. And not only that, I, let me help you. Even if you think you've been living a perfect life and everything else, I can help you with it. what the Bible says. It says, all is sin and falls short of the glory of God. That means we all sin because we're sinners. Anybody encouraged yet? <laughs> I got the good news coming. But he says, you know what? When we receive the grace of God through Jesus Christ, it's a gift of God. He says it in Ephesians 2, he says, you are saved by grace through faith, not that of yourself. It is a gift to God. I pray everybody that's listening today, everybody's here, and if you, if you have not opened that gift today by faith, today's your day. Today's your day. It's, it's available to you. So think about that. We need to watch our words and watch our walk. Let me ask you this. What is influencing your words? You ever thought about that? Oh, come on now. We talk about this from time to time. You know, we, we sit around and we go, man, I know sometimes, I had somebody tell me this the other day. I'm trying to think who it was. Somebody told me this, this story the other day. Said had a lady, gave her life to the Lord, went back to work, and people said, something's, something's different with you. And she said, what do you mean? Said, no, 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 there's something different with you. Said, what do you mean? Said, it's 12 o'clock, you ain't even cussed nobody out yet. <laughs> she said, oh, but God started doing a change in her life a little bit at a time. What happens as far as salvation and, and, and being secure in Christ, that happens instantly. But we continue to walk out and grow in that relationship, right? When you have a child, they're yours. That's your baby. But you got to teach them a few things, amen? They're, they're in the family, but they need to know a few things. We're growing, right? Timothy was growing, and this is what we were saying about his life, and it, it works in our life. So what is influencing our words? Do we let all the things outside influence our words and our walk? Stop by a friend of mine's place. They've got a place of business. And I've been trying to stop by a witness to him. Great guy. But sometimes he gets a little overwhelmed. Anybody get a little overwhelmed? He's working all the time. So I go and I say, hey, man, what's going on? What's going on? He said, man, I tell you, bud, I had a problem with this car. I was praying all morning, man, praying. And he found a problem. I said, man, that's good. He said, then my buddy was working on something. He said, I was praying, and they found a problem. And he said, man, I said, man, that's good. And his secretary, I'm not making this up. His secretary walks in and, and she says, hey, I need to talk to you. He says, oh, is there a problem now? You couldn't find the part? She said, she had to, she said, I already ordered the part there, big boy. I said, dude, you are wasting away all today worried about tomorrow. I said, you weren't even basking the blessing. Before you say, oh, there's something else wrong. I'm waiting for the other shoe to fall. Oh, my goodness. Y'all ever do that? Yeah, come on now. Sometimes we can do that. And I got to see it unfold right there. And he goes, you're right. I said, did, did you fix the first car? Yeah. He said, man, I was working on that. I, was praying. I said, man, praise God. He answered that, gave you the wisdom to do that. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. I said, why don't we just, why don't we just stay there for a minute? That's good. I said, then your buddy was working on the car, and, and you prayed about it, and he found a problem on that. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, but you, yeah, but, I said, but nothing. We always want to put the butt in there, right? We need to keep the butts out of that and just receive it. Now, I know that there'll be some other things that are tough, but so many times we get wrapped around the wheel and we won't even enjoy the blessing. Amen? Just popped in my mind. I know guys I've worked with over the years and they're saving money and they're putting money in the 401k and they're eating bread and water and everything else and doing it. Oh, man, I got a million dollars on paper. I said, you can't eat paper? And I think that's great. I think it's good. To, to be aware of what's going on and everything else. And unfortunately, I've seen many of those guys get to an age because they worried and overworked and everything else, and they fall over dead and never drew their first check out of there. So we got to have some balance with that. Enjoy yourself along the way. Enjoy the blessings that God gives you each and every day because we're not promised tomorrow. But as a believer, when we do step into that new dimension, we have all the promises there to be in the presence of God. Can you imagine that? No pain. No aches and pain. No house payment. No dents in the truck. Right? 
<laughs> that don't even register, man. That don't even register. When you start looking around at all the things God has blessed us with. But those things, if we give them, as I've been saying, too much real estate in our heart, guess what? We start speaking it. Start speaking that. Oh, man, I can't believe that. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what I could do? I go, I don't know if they could find a part for that truck. Man. You know what? I don't know. The guy said he don't know if he can match the paint. Oh, you know what? It's going to be a big dent in the side of that thing. Oh, my. I wonder what the neighbor's going to say. Guess what? I don't care. I don't care. Because guess, that is not on my radar. You say, why are you talking about it? Because I'm going to use an example in my life that, that I could, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I'd have been out there. I would have had a picture up. I would say, come on in here. Where's he at? Right? Who knows? It, it, was, <laughs> it might have been one of my family. I don't know. You know what I mean? But you know what? It's okay. There's things in our life that we just got to let go. There's things that we just got to let our hands off of so God can put the blessing in our hand and in our heart and focus on the main thing. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Now, we're talking about what we say. And I talk a lot, and sometimes at the end of the night, I'm reviewing the things that I've said, and, the, and I go, uh-oh. Maybe that's why everybody looked at me funny. I didn't mean to say it like that. I was thinking, you know, it didn't come out the way, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. But I'll ask you all this. I love you. I'm a man. I'll blow it. Just give me the benefit of the doubt. If there's a problem, just say, hey, man, uh, what was up? You know? So many people go, I cannot believe it. They don't want to come to church no more. They want to do this and that and everything. Just give them the benefit of the doubt. You know? I'm going to try to give you the benefit of the doubt and anybody else. But listen to this. Do you listen to what you actually say? Hmm, come on. I want, I want to give you all a couple examples of this. Do you know, this is just me. You hear this message once. I go home and listen to this whole message again. You know why? Because I want to become better. I want to become clearer with the message, right? I want to make sure that there's nothing that I said out of whack. I want to make sure that I followed the right scripture that I gave you. I want to do the best I can do. I take, I take, I'll, I'll say pride in a good way, but I'll say more so I care about what I do, right? And because I'll tell you what I learned from that. I learned most of the time I talk real fast, Right? And I just say, Lord, help me with it. You know why I talk fast? Because I'm excited. I want Jesus to get to you soon. Right? Many of you know we've done some CDs and stuff. And I can tell you this. It's going to sound funny. You don't do your first CD first. You do your first CD first. And then, you don't, and then you do the fourth one fourth. And you say, what are you talking about? I wish that the first one would sound like the third one or the fourth one. You see what I'm saying? Because we were learning things. I would go back through and listen to stuff. And you guys might not hear it. But I go, I just heard the door shut on a singing track. I thought I took that out of there. You know, we recorded everything at the house, right? And I played this song the other day, and I started laughing. It's called Hello, Jesus. Hello, Jesus, yes, it's me again. And there's one part in that song, and I'm going to tell you what I wrote down and what, what it really says, okay? Think about this. i got to find, make sure i got it right here. All right. And it says... Where are we at here? I'm going to say, say it wrong. That's, a, that's what's the problem when you write too many songs. You don't know the words. Talk about, I want to thank you for what you've done for all of us on the cross at Calvary. For what you've done for all of us on the cross at Calvary. I got 2,000 CDs that sound like I said, I want to thank you for what you've done for Oliver. <laughs> on the cross at Calvary. Oops. But see, you listen to it over and over, and I said, well, I know what I'm saying. I was riding with one of my buddies, saying, who's Oliver? I said, what are you talking about? He said, didn't you say what he did for Oliver? Is that a friend of yours? <laughs> you got to let it roll. You got to let it roll, man. I'm thinking, oh, now y'all going to go, what CD was that on? I can't believe it. Yeah. But you know, you go, oh, my goodness, yeah. And I go, I could let that eat me alive, you know? Or I go, well, we're just going to do the next one better. You know, we would record stuff. Me and my buddy would do some guitar tracks and we'd record it. And we're up in the studio doing it again and again and again. I go, man, that was the best lead you did right there. That's perfect. I didn't push the button. Can you do it again? Oops. And my buddy would say, well, we'll just do it better next time. Isn't it good to have that cheerleader say, man, we'll just do it again. We'll just, you know what, we're just going to do it better next time. 
So everybody's going to think, and the only thing they're going to say is, Pastor Buddy's singing about Oliver today, right? I hope y'all take more now with you. But what I'm saying is, you go back, you talk, and you say things over and over and over, and you say different things. And after a while, it's like automatic, and you don't even really weigh your words. And guess what? It's not coming out like you think it should, is what I'm saying. Sometimes it's good to just go back and say, man, let me, let me regroup a little bit. Let's see what's going on here. So if you, you do things sometimes and you go, wow, I wonder why people responded like that. Maybe we better check ourselves first. That's what I'm saying. Maybe we better be listening to what we say first. And how many know people, it's not always what you say, it's the way you say it? I'm going to get on the text messaging here real fast, right? You can send a text and then that thing knows everybody's mad at you. How about that? I want to oh, remind you guys this real fast. If you guys are on the remind that we have, I get to type, I get 140 characters to send something out. So gosh, gosh, he's just being real. I only got 140 characters. So I put that out there. And I do a little bit of technology. I don't do a lot of technology stuff. So I send a thing out about dear brother Ralph passing and it sends a bunch of emojos out like, and I'm going, Tanya sends this to me. I go, I didn't do that. She said, it sure did. I was like, they're going to have to love me through it. You know, there's just things, so, like I said, give me the benefit of the doubt. You know, when you're looking at stuff and you go, okay, I read Reddit, okay, this is what's going on, we're going to do the funeral, everything else. And it doesn't come back to me, it goes to everybody else. So I got to go ask Denise, what did it look like? I called Tanya to look, was everything okay? Because there's a lot of buttons on a phone, amen? So if something comes out and it's just crazy, you just say, he must be talking to Oliver again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my little disclaimer there. I mean well, but goodness gracious. Things happen, man. So listen to what we say. And here's something somebody asked me the other day and I thought was good. Would you follow a leader like yourself? Mmm, I thought I heard a pin drop. Ding. Really? Now some people say, oh yeah, I would. Oh yeah, really? <laughs> Let's follow you around for a day. Think about that. How are you displaying Christ to others? You know you need Jesus. I'm going to tell you, you need Jesus. <laughs> You'd be like, I don't think nobody's coming back, right? <laughs> you just say, let me tell you how good God is. He says it's, it's by the, the grace of God and the goodness of God that will turn people to him, right? And so I just pray that, you know, as we go through that, that we watch our words and, and just allow God to use us in a mighty way. And a lot of times we like to say, whoo, man, yeah, man, just follow my lead. I'm going to tell you what, let's follow God's lead. Let's keep on going, pick up a little, little steam here. All right, we're breaking that scripture down in the way you live and love. How about this? Action speaks louder than words and everybody says amen. amen. Oh, it's so true, man. Are you living a life that is pleasing to the Lord? Would it be classified as genuine faith? Let me break it down here. How does your Monday afternoon look compared to your Sunday morning? You look the same? Everybody's like, he's talking to me. Why is he looking at me? I'm not looking at him. I'm looking at me. Think about that. I think that's a good gauge, isn't it? How does our Monday afternoon look up against the backdrop of our Sunday morning? It's, it's pretty crazy sometimes. We can get off course. But friends, I'm not here to, to, to tear you down. I'm here to lift you up. I'm here to encourage you in the word of the Lord. Amen? Everybody doing good? How about this? What is your life saying to others? Mine might be saying, watch the carbs. Right? I don't know. It could be anything. What is our life saying to other people? Are they saying, you know what, I believe I could talk to that person about something in my life. I believe that, you know what, I believe that they're trying to walk with the Lord. I believe, you know what, that uh, God is using them in a mighty way. I believe that, you know, the Lord is, is working mightily in their life. And here's something else. How about this? Well, I guess that ain't it. I've jumped the gun there. Here's something. Are your responses, are your responses out of love or from a list? Do we do stuff? Do we just come to church because it's Sunday? Or do we come to church because we love, love the Lord? Do we come and sing praises and say, man, he ain't probably only do three today. I'm watching the clock. We gotta get or do we say, man, I, I'm going to do another one. You guys sounded good this morning too, by the way. That was some good praising. You know, when you get praise in your mouth and praise in your heart, I can tell you what, I don't know about you, it seems like the problems of the world start getting a little lighter, amen? Start falling off. Because what happens is we start focusing our minds and our hearts on the problem solver instead of the problem, amen? Everybody's got some problems. But those who know Jesus Christ, they should have the problem solver in their life. Amen? That's good stuff. Let's keep on rolling. This is what I wanted to get to. John 13, 35. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples 
if you love one another. Love one another. Amen. I pray that we love one another, that people see that in our life. Come on in, brother. We got room. So think about that. Are we responding in love or are we responding from the list? The things that we just go, oh, man, hey, you know, what's going on? Let's do this. The Bible says they will know you by your love. Anybody know what friendly fire is? That's when you get shot, shot by one of your own, right? That can happen in the church too, unfortunately. But I pray that you know what? That we continue to follow the role model of Christ and, and, and work out of love and be very quick to forgive. How much did God forgive you? Everything. All. When I talk about forgiveness, I always couple it with this statement. I am not saying when you forgive somebody that you agree with the offense, but you agree that you will not let that offense shackle you to that old style of life. Amen? We can move on. And we need God to help us in those areas. We need Holy Spirit to help us to move forward through that. But don't live your whole life looking in a rearview mirror with the woulda, shoulda, couldas. And he did that and she said that. I never minimize what you went through, but I want to maximize what God is willing to do for you and through you. Amen. He's a healer. Amen. So think about this. Consider God's love for you. He loved you so much that he said his only begotten son. Now, you know, we got moms and dads and aunts and uncles, grandparents and everything in there. We might lay our life down for one of our, our children. I don't know anybody to say, okay, uh, I'm going to send my child. That's love. That's, that's amazing, right? That's something else. And not only did, did, did Jesus willingly come, he came for those of us that are just the worst in the business. You know? The worst in the business. But God still sees the best of what you can be. That's amazing to me. I say this all the time. I wouldn't pick me. Would you pick you? You know, some people say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Because I know me. I know my past. But I also know my future. I know my future is walking with Jesus. I know that God will take me right where I am and pick me up. And I know, like I said every time, I would not even walk up here to even open my mouth if I didn't believe in the grace and the forgiveness of God. Amen. Because I know God is holy, and I know God is worthy, and I want to do my best. But each day, I miss the mark a little here, a little there, a lot there, a lot here, and everything else. But I know this. Lord, when I come back to you, he's there. I might walk away. I might run away. I might do this. But God doesn't move. Amen? I want you to hear that. He is there. He is there for us. So receive that forgiveness, man. Talking about in the way you live and the way you love. Popped in my mind, I didn't even know I was going to use this. When I turned the tape recorder on, because not only do we do stuff live, we also do an audio thing. And I got over here with James and his brother, and I turned it on, I said, tell me something good about your mom. Split second, he said, I love her. And I said, well, bro, the pressure's on you. Ooh, he already had his head. He says, she's an amazing lady. I said, I'm trying to help y'all. Yeah. I didn't know I was going to use that, but thank you guys automatically they didn't have to go well you know I love my mama right? she's amazing what would happen if somebody said hey tell me about God tell me about the Lord your Lord and Savior would you have to go well, 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 well what do you mean or would you just say man let me tell you God's amazing let me tell you what he's done in my life he forgave all my sin he'll do it for you it's amazing last night I was getting ready to go to bed and I heard my phone go ding I'm going to answer it. I'm not going to answer it. I'm going to answer it. I'm not going to answer it. I'm not going to answer it. I'm going to answer it. I spent the next 45 minutes sharing this plan of salvation with one of my old band buddies. That's good stuff. I got to tell them about the grace of God. I got to tell them about the love of God. See, when somebody knew you before and now they know you now, they want to know what happened. <laughs> they go, Somebody said the other day, they said, man, and he said, you know what, man, one of my buddies, we went out to eat the other day and, and kind of lost track, come back. He said, man, I heard a couple years ago, man, that, that you was in the church. I said, oh, really? <laughs> Problem was, I need the church in me. That's what I needed. And he said, man, he said, then, then they said, he said, look, and it's almost like he wanted me to say, no, that's not me. He said, then they said, you, you ready for this? I said, well, he said, they, they said you were preaching. I said, ain't that amazing? He goes, you know what I said? He said, that's great. I was waiting for him to say something else. He said, that's amazing. See, when your life is all out of whack and then God does something, people go, whoo, I want some of that, right? Because there's one answer. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And guess what? 
There's still a lot of work to be done, but God is the master craftsman, amen? And when we are in his hand and we are willing to be moldable, we are a masterpiece. You say, I don't feel like a masterpiece. Keep looking to God's word. Keep trusting what God says. Keep believing what God says. Keep speaking what God says and watch what happens in your life. It will start transforming the way you live, the way you give, the way you do, the way you respond. Because you know what? When you consider God's love for you, it changes everything. My friend said this. I've talked to a lot of people. They said, man, you know, uh, my, my friend actually knew my dad. He said, man, I heard your dad pass. I said, he's been passed about six years. He said, your dad loved everybody. He was a great guy. I appreciate that. I really did. And my friend said, I didn't have that. I know a lot of people didn't have that. So I count my blessings that I do have that, but I also understand this. I said, let me tell you about what you do have. You have a heavenly father that loves you so much. You have a heavenly father that gave his only begotten son for you. You have a heavenly father that says you're worth something. He said, I'll give it all for you. See, that changes things, doesn't it? But we need to grab hold of that by faith. Consider God's love for you. And everybody said, amen. You're doing good? We're going to pick up the pace a little bit. So we're breaking it out a little bit more in your faith and in your purity. How about that? Look at this. James 2.26. It says, just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without works. I want to clarify something right here. You are not saved by works. You are saved by grace alone, by what Jesus Christ did. You can't work your way to heaven, can't buy your way to heaven, can't be smart enough, pretty enough. It's all about Jesus. Everybody say amen if we got that. I always like to make sure. However, as we receive the Lord, he wants to use your life to draw other people to the kingdom. Amen. We should be excited about that. Anybody excited about sharing Jesus? I will share Jesus anywhere I can, man. I went to the doctor the other day, right? And doing a little follow-up. And, and the nurse is in there. Every time we get, we're talking about Jesus. We're talking about Jesus. She was so kind. She's so nice to me. I got to tell you this because this always happens to my wife. never happens to me, right? She said, baby, you lost some weight, didn't you? I said, a little bit, but I'm finding some of it back. She said, how old are you, 25? I said, I, I, I appreciate that. It's 52, right? And I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist because we always cut up. She's talking about the joy. She said, well, you just down the muscles. I said, you mean like this? She said, that's what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> I was laughing, man. I was just laughing. She said, I know that's right. <laughs> man, blood pressure was 120 over 70. She said, took it after that. I was oh, my goodness. You know what? Hey, just somebody take notice. Somebody to encourage you, right, a little bit like that. The guy said, what you here for? I said, I forgot. <laughs> I'm good, Right? And, and the doctor come in, he said, that's what's taking so long. I said, what? He said, I know y'all was in here talking about Jesus, weren't you? I said, you know we were. She was talking about what God had been doing. She's always cutting up with me and everything else. But sometimes just laughing a little bit, putting your guard down is all right. And I appreciate that so much, you know? I know she's probably dys dyslexic on the, on the number 5225. But you know what? She was having fun. What no big deal. And then we turn around. You know what we're talking about? She said, you know, I've been trying, starting to play guitar now. She said, I love to write about the Lord. I've been writing about the Lord. She was sharing all these things about the Lord. It was all about the Lord. And the doctor came in and said, yep, y'all talking about Jesus. I said, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. How about that? When you go somewhere, does that fragrance of Christ follow you? When it got ready to leave, I saw my old doctor's uh, wife. She's still working. I don't know how that happened. He's retired. She's still working. That ain't going to happen in my house. Then he said, I'll retire. You're still working. I said, how you doing? She gave me a big hug. She said, you still preaching? I started to say every Sunday. I said, every day. She said, yeah, I bet you are. Because it's preaching every day, right? Sharing something every day. You don't have to stand up at the pulpit every day, but you know you can be a mirror of Christ every day. And you don't, like I said, have to turn around and say, how are thou? Hello there, brother. They'll be like, what happened to my dad? Somebody hit him with a King James Bible. <laughs> Somebody smacked him. Somebody hit him with a New Living Translation. I can't understand him. <laughs> <laughs> but just be you, but let God drive it. You see what I'm saying? That's all the difference in the world. So you know what? Take that breath of what the Holy Spirit is, is putting in you to be all you can be for Christ, man. Some folks second-guess themselves so much that they can't move forward. You know what I'm saying? Well, maybe I should. What I should have? What I should have? What I should have? What I should have? Couldn't even get out. What I should have? Could have? Man. The type of work I do, I've been out at, for the contractor at NASA for 32 years, do a lot of troubleshooting. We're running a lot of tests, there's a lot of pressure and all these different things and stuff going, all that stuff. Mike fixes everything and so does Miles. Everything I break, I call them, they fix it. You guys are gainfully employed, ain't you? 
But I don't have time to go, well, let's just see what's going on. It's like, hey, we got a model in there. we got to get this going. Why is it shutting off? Why is it shutting off? Why is it shutting off? What's going on? I'm checking something else. I'm checking something else. i got to do something else. I'm looking at this. I'm pulling the paperwork. i got to make that decision. i got to make the best decision I can right now because something's going to blow up. Everybody lives in Bacosa and go, how close are y'all to where we are? Yeah. It's a dangerous job. So you got, I, I've got to look at that and go, all right, Lord, what are we going to do? How about that? And when we make that decision, I try to make the best decision I can at the time. Really, it's the same in life. Take all the information and look at that. And when you have an opportunity and God says, hey, I want you to, to move forward, trust God. I'm not just going willy-nilly, well, I don't know, let's just push this button. You know? Let's trust God and say, you know what, God? I really need to know this answer in this particular part of my life. And I'm trusting you. And then move forward when you have that confirmation, when you have that, that peace, then let's move on. God will give you a peace on your decisions. And I just want to say this, if you don't have any peace about that decision, keep praying. Because God will give you a peace in that decision. But it also takes faith. Remember what I said earlier? It's not always comfortable. How many people have done this as young Christians? You pray and God tells you that what he wants you to do and the answer, you, re, you hear it very clear and you keep praying because you don't like the answer. Well, Lord, if you really don't want me to do that, I hope it just starts snowing in July. Then you're looking at the weather report. It's just saying, Lord, you know what? I just want what you want. Help me to, help me to do that. Let's keep on going. So that comes into this right here. How's our character? Some people say, you are a character <laughs> sometimes in life. You know, if folks see your character and it reflects a humble and loving heart, most folks will respect that. But even if they don't, God will honor your faithfulness and grow you in those areas. You know, we always say, I don't care what somebody else says and things like that. And there's a, there's a big part of that. But there's a, another part of that is that we do care. Because we want to be a mirror of Christ to others. When I leave this place, and I, I've been doing a lot of funerals here lately, and I think about my life when I do that. How about you guys? At the end of the year, you think about, did you accomplish everything? You, you, you know, you think if you were doing, if they were doing your funeral, what might it be said? What did you leave behind? What is the legacy? Did people, you know, know that how much you love them? If you hear me tell you I love you a lot, it's true. You ain't going to have to guess when they put me in the box. You're going to say, that guy loved a lot of people. I did. And I don't just say it to just hear the word. I say it because I mean it. Okay? I, I love everybody that comes through here. You know? And, and I'm so thankful for God pulling folks in here. So, oh, it's my first time. You, you know what? God has worked in my heart and continue working in my heart because, you know what? I said, Lord, give me the eyes of Christ for other people. And God is beginning to do that more and more. I guess he's already done that. I'm beginning to see better. I want 2020 in the supernatural. Man, Lord, help me with that. And I said, you know what? That person matters to God. Guess what? They should matter to me. Even though they don't look like me, respond like me, and all that stuff, thank the Lord, right? They don't need nine million of me. God likes variety. I like variety. And I like what God's doing in your life. Let's keep on rolling. So we got some strong areas in our life. What are our strong areas in our life, you know? And then also this. What are the weak areas in our life? You say, well, what in the world are you talking about? What is it that God put in your life, your gifting? Heard a guy talk one time, you know, you guys heard this. You find out what your passion is, and you do that, you'll never work a day in your life. You know? I'm going to add to that. You might not get paid for it either. But uh, you know what? <laughs> You're right there, yeah. But, but, but what I'm saying is, if you find that thing that God has put in your life, and you like it, and you love it, and you put your time into that, God will continue to grow that in your life. And you, next thing you know, the things that you do out of just caring, people will notice that and be drawn to you in those areas. I'm talking about in our Christian walk, amen? But God can use those things in a mighty way. I think about Miss Georgia on the front row, all the stuff that her and Mr. Charlie has done with the, the, the uh, carving and the painting. That's amazing. And they have used that over their lifetime in so many ways to bless people. I'm telling you. I, I, I said it one time before when, when Mr. Charlie went home to be with the Lord. I asked this question. I said, how many people, and the church was packed. I said, how many people ever received something that had been made by Mr. Charlie and Miss Georgia? Whoop, hands everywhere. They used their gift 
to be a blessing to others. You say, well, that's good, but I don't paint, okay? That's good, but I don't whittle, that's okay. That's good, but I don't play guitar. There's something that God's given you that's amazing. Maybe it's writing somebody a note and just say, hey, you know what, I think a lot about you today. Man, priceless, priceless, priceless. Somebody taking a minute just to say, you know what, I appreciate you. Maybe somebody making a phone call. Maybe something else, somebody cooking, something doing. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's you're just praying for somebody. There's something that each of us can do to be a difference maker, amen? Whether it's strong areas or weak areas, let God work that in your life because you know what? We're all in the body of Christ. So I'm going to go back to this, bring this thing home here. Set an example. Let's read this again. It says, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young or older. Be an example to all believers in what you say and the way you live in your life, in your faith, in your purity. Don't let anybody pigeonhole you in life. You say, what do you mean? Oh, you can't do that. Oh, you, 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 you weren't born in the right place. Oh, you're too old. Well, you, you know, maybe later when you get older, you can do that. 52 years, you know the hardest year so far, just um, hardest year of my life, mentally and probably physically, spiritually, was at 17. <laughs> Being married at the age probably wasn't a real good deal either, but anyway, that was my choice. But at 17, I was too young to do this, I was too old to do this. You're kind of caught in the middle, right? That was what, what the, the law said. Well, you can't do this, but you can do this. You can't do this, you can't do this. And I thought about that many times. I don't know what age you are now, whether you're 10, 12, or, or 50 years old, or 97 years old, or whatever. Don't let the number ruin what God can do in your life, amen? If I'd have got that in my heart a long time ago, it'd have been all right. Because, you know what, if you're young, take that time as a training time. Learn more. Do more. Hone your gifts. You know, find somebody, a mentor, follow along. Search after the Lord. If, if you're older, guess what? You could turn around and pour back into somebody else's life. Wouldn't that be amazing? That's, that's some good stuff. I like hanging around younger folks, and I like hanging around older folks. I make it a point to go to lunch with, with some of my older friends maybe once or twice a month to spend some time with them. I want to be a blessing to them, but guess what? They teach me a lot of stuff. I talked to a guy, if I'd said his name, y'all would say, I know exactly who he is. He's been in business. I got a total lot of respect for this man. He's a, a, a brother in the Lord, and I talked to him, and we was out eating the other day, and I said, you've been around the block. I said, teach me something. Well, it's always about the Lord. I said, well, tell me something about business. And he pulled his cell phone out, and he said, I'm going to tell you something. Now, this guy is older. He said, son, if it's not hooked to this, you're going to miss it. And that tickled me. That tickled me. Because you would think he wouldn't know nothing about a cell phone or anything else. You would think he'd say, well, we don't never use that. You would think. But he said, so you got to keep moving with the times. You got to keep growing. God can use this. That just blew me away. You know? And then I talked to younger folks. What's going on? I got to tell you this. I got to tell you. I was, I was bragging on Nicholas the other day. When I traded trucks, my tires went from 17 inch to 15 inch which means my trailer is two inches lower coming out my driveway, which means it goes <laughs> So, me and Nicholas are hanging out. He rides with me to go get some gas and stuff. He's jumping on the back. <laughs> He's doing stuff. I'm putting gas in there. And he looking at it and he goes, you know that truck's lower than the other truck. I was looking at it the other day. The front of the tongue on that thing's like this. I go, yeah, yeah. He said, well, Mr. Buddy, if you take that out and flip it over, It'd give you those two inches back and you wouldn't have to worry about that. I go, I, I was thinking about that. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> so guess what I did? I flipped it over. It don't hit no more. Yeah, the guy said, hey, look at that. I said, yeah, my little buddy at church fixed that for me. Isn't that amazing? You can learn all the time. You just don't, he, he wanted, he, it wasn't even a thought for him. He just boom, boom. You know, if you flip that over, it'll fix everything. Yeah. I had a guy at work one time, real quick. He said, he said it snowed and it snowed and it snowed, and he was, he was trying to dig his little truck. It had a little truck, didn't have much weight to it. And a kid came by and fell on his bicycle right behind him. He said, look, you need to be careful out there. You need to be careful. I'm trying to get it. He said, well, you're digging this up here and wreck me because you had all this stuff over here, and they're arguing back and forth. This is a true story. 
He said, I can't even get a truck out of there. He said, well, sir, if you took the, all that snow that you're putting over here in my way and you put it in the back of your truck, it'll put the weight on the back of the truck. You can move out and you won't even have to reshovel it because when it gets hot, it'll melt. Got on his bike and left. The guy said, start shoveling it back in the truck. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I said, that's good stuff. Man, people's got some good ideas, you know. We think, well, we, we know it all, man. There's two examples right there. What example are we setting for others? Whether it's young, whether it's old. I pray that we're setting an example that is pleasing to Christ. Everybody in here is amazing. God has, has, has gifted you guys in an amazing way. And I just want to pray for us today and say thank you for being a gift to God. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, as we come to you today, I pray that we set a good example. No, Lord, I pray that we set a God example. But the only way that we can set a God example is to follow you and your word, Lord. So, Father, I ask you to continue to just open and grow this message in our hearts today. Throughout the week. And, Lord, as we, we gather next week. And as we gather on Tuesday and as we gather together today and pay respects to lost loved ones, Lord, I pray that we take a minute and like I said earlier in the message, that we examine our life. I ask the question every week. I'll probably ask it every day to somebody. If you died today, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? As I said, I talked to a friend yesterday and he told me all the good things that he had been doing. I said, that's great, my friend, but that has nothing to do about you going to heaven. There's one way to heaven. And it's through what Jesus Christ has done. We can't even maintain it. It has to be the finished work of the cross. I mentioned this earlier and it's right out of God's word. The Bible says all is sin and falls short of the glory of God. That means, guess what? We have sin in our life. But there is a remedy and one remedy for that, and his name is Jesus. My friend asked me, what do I do? It made me think about this in, in uh, the Bible where Paul and Silas are in jail. And they're singing praises in the middle of the night. And the walls come tumbling down. And the guard comes over there because he thinks all the prisoners have been broke free. And he thinks he's going to lose his life. He's almost to a point of taking his life. And Paul said, no, they're all here. And he asked, what must I do to be saved? I pray if that's your heart's cry today, what must I do to be saved? Let me tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says when we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That means, Lord, come into my life. You can pray it right from where you're at there. Make this prayer your own. Putting your faith to the finished work of the cross. Lord, I know I got sin in my life. Come into my life, Lord, forgive me. I believe you're the son of God. I'm trusting in your finished work of the cross that you rose on the third day. And the Bible says that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So if that's you today, grab hold of that by faith. There's only one way to heaven. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Don't leave here today the same way you came in. If you didn't know Jesus, you can have him today. It's the free gift that sets you free, that sets you in the family of God and gives you eternal life through that relationship with the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord and Savior. There is one way. His name is Jesus. Grab hold of that today by faith. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Absolutely. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. We're going to send you out with a song. We're going to praise the Lord. It is good to see everybody today. Is the choir ready? All right. One, two, one, two. Let's do it. Snappers and clappers are in place.
sign off to our friends online and then we'll uh we'll get ready to close this out i hope everybody enjoyed the message today i hope you guys enjoyed the message online please share that if you got any questions about what's going on man drop us a line give us a call check out our website at keepthepromise.org we love you, you guys have a blessed day amen